Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Merry Christmas. So good to have you with us tonight. Won't you everybody stand tonight? We'll get started. together tonight. together soon.
Good evening. Ooh, that's good. How are you guys doing this evening? I just want you to say hello to the person right next to you. Tell them hello. nice haircut. I really like that plaid shirt you're wearing. Nice haircut. Whatever you need to say. Yeah, get to know the person. Ask them their name. Hi, my name's Marcy. Have you been working out? Nice, nice to meet you. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. Uh, just a couple of things that I just w want to say as you guys are enjoying this moment. Just so glad that you guys are here today. And um, uh, this is our last service in this place. Yeah. Man, give God praise. Let's. So we have no service uh, next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, we will be meeting on 120th and York uh, on this, this last Saturday. The team was out there, and we set up all our stuff there. We're ready to go, and it's kind of a crazy feeling knowing that everything has already moved into that building, and we are ready to go. So you guys need to uh, show up, invite on 120th and York at 1045 on Sunday on January 6th. So just, uh, just we are excited, and I hope you guys are excited too. Just uh, it's a fresh start and there's a fresh, uh, fresh go. Uh, but we just want to honor God in everything that we do. And uh, during this time, we really want to focus our eyes and our attention on reaching Thornton uh, for the glory of God and for the good of the people who live in our city. We believe we're called to our city uh, on uh, on earth as it is in heaven that we would walk and be more like Jesus. And I hope during this time, just lift up your voice and thank God with your worship of what he's doing uh, with us and for us and through us. God bless you guys.
I just want to welcome you guys to Christmas Eve, Eve service, and um, I just think it's such a sweet time uh, when you can stand in a circle, and uh, sometimes it's awkward too, because you can see the people across from you, but um, it's just such a sweet time where the music can be really simple, and um, we can just stop and reflect on what Christmas is really about, and um who Jesus is to us and in this season, because it can be crazy, it can be really busy, but just to stop and just say, God, your love is so overwhelming, and thank you that I have the opportunity to experience that um, in this country that we live in, that I have the opportunity to, to praise freely, and um, so I just want us to be able to reflect on that tonight, and thank you for being here. Um, we're just excited for you to be here with us tonight, and so we'll just continue um, with the video. You guys can be seated. We'll try it one more time. Jesus, the storm is Jesus. 
Amazing, amazing. The kids are the best. The kids are the best. I know there's a lot of things going on, and uh, people are still taking seats and things like that, but uh, just welcome. If you're a guest, my name is John, and uh, welcome to Hill City, and uh, we're just glad that you're with us this evening. I know there's a lot of things going on. Even in this neighborhood, uh, I, if you're students, if you have kids who are c coming to the school two weeks ago, there was a bomb threat right at the school, right? And they caught, uh, they caught the young man, and it, was, it, was not, it wasn't a good moment, right? But I was, as I was preparing even for today, I was like, it's so crazy. Just imagine what their family's going through. This young kid, I don't know what he was thinking, this young, young boy, but just imagine what the family's going through during this season. It's not easy. But we also got to serve the teachers that day. I, I, uh, Chick, uh, who likes Chick-fil-A, right? So Chick-fil-A, we, we, yeah, all the kids like Chick-fil-A, but they got, we got to serve Chick-fil-A to all the teachers that were stuck at the, what is, what is it, the educational place? The district office, that's what I, so we got to, we got to serve them lunch, so that was pretty awesome, and Chick-fil-A uh, joined, partnered with us, and Candace got to bring a bunch of chicken nuggets to them, so they were very happy, because we asked them, what do you guys need, because you guys are stuck in that building, they said, we are all hungry because we've been stuck here all day and so that we got to do that but i was just thinking to just stop and love people in the middle of your day just think about that on this christmas eve eve can we think for the next couple of like days as we celebrate christmas just to stop and think and think about people in the middle of all the busyness of christmas I'm going to pray, and it's going to be a quick message, but I, I really believe this is a, a beautiful message for this time. But let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all the families here. I thank you for just bringing in uh, the guests and visitors, Lord God, here, and I'm just glad that they're here. But more than anything, we're glad that we get to honor you today on our Christmas Eve Eve service, Lord God. 
I just pray that you would be, you'd be honored, you'd be glorified, Lord, and that people would uh, get to know Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said? Amen. So it's crazy. It's Christmas time. How many of you guys are busy during this time, right? It's crazy. You guys are getting presents, the right presents. The kids are like, I'm not too busy, right, some of the kids. I, I said, how many of you guys are busy? They're like, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, you guys aren't busy because you guys aren't in school, right? But during this Christmas time, it's hard to slow down. I got to do a, a, a wedding last night for Jack and Lisa. They're here with us today, right? I just want to honor you guys. Thank you for being here. But Christmas for me is a time to be with family. But also, during this moment, at the end of the year, some of you guys are like me. You guys are thinking about budgets. You guys are thinking about goals, plans for 2019, uh, both for Hill City and for my personal life. And trying to sit back and enjoying my kids as they're running around the house could be a little crazy, right? I know this is the crazy time of year for uh, Mike and Dee. And, and, and so I was thinking, especially during this time where we're moving locations and things are happening, I'm getting, uh, we're, uh, the team is getting everything ready. I can really feel the tension. I'm like, have peace, John, have peace. But peace is really hard to find when things are going crazy, right? And Christmas can be different for many of us today. Some of you guys are in retail, and if you're in retail, that means you guys are working long hours, and you're trying to make the pressure to get the, make the most out of this time with the hordes of the people at the mall. Anyone that went to the outlet mall, you can't even find a parking spot, and you live close to the neighborhood, there's, a, there's like, it's traffic, right, <laughs> going nuts. But for you teachers, you guys are on vacation. There's many teachers in the room. You're like, thank God, Right? But many people are making preparations. Say, making preparations. preparations. That's right. Some of you guys are going to parties. Some of you guys are sick of parties. You guys went to too many of them. And uh, and you've eaten too many sweets like me. But uh, but I was thinking, with our full houses, with the baked goods, with Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you playing in the background. That's, uh, you know, that's what's going on in my house many times. I know for some of you guys in the room... And for some of you guys online, this Christmas is not easy. It's a hard season, right? Maybe this is your first Christmas this season where you have faced loss and you are doing Christmas without them. Or maybe you've gone through a divorce this year and this is the first Christmas where it doesn't feel the same, right? The sense of loss, the sense of loneliness, something's not right. But no matter how you came in today, I hope that I can give you some peace, no matter how you came in. And I want to read you something, just like the kids read. It's called the Christmas Unwrapped, just making room. And that's what I want to do today. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Luke chapter 2. All right. We celebrate the Word of God because the Word of God reveals Jesus, and Jesus changes our lives. Luke chapter 2. And his story is much like ours. We think, when we think about the Jesus birth story, we think it's all easy and it's all cool. Oh, it's so peaceful. It's so nice. But it wasn't that awesome, right? It wasn't one of those once upon a time stories. If, if, you were, if you were God and you could come to earth any way you wanted to, this is not the way you would do it, right? If you wanted to, like, write up the best story, this is not how would you want to do it. So I'm going to start reading uh, Luke chapter 2, and we're going to go right into this. It says this, 
About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. It was the first census where uh, Quirinius was governor of Syria. So the governor wanted to make a statement. So this is the first time this governor was in control. He wanted to make a statement in this moment. He was the last guy. I don't know if he got killed or not. But this guy was the new governor. So he, had, he probably doubled up the patrols. And the brutality of the Roman Empire was probably heightened in this moment. I remember reading some history books. There was a, they said in this area there was a lot of rebellion. So towns were being torched in this area during this time. So when, he, when you call a census, everyone's going to town, but it wasn't a peaceful thing. It was a fear moment. It says, now everyone had to travel to their ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went up from Galilee, uh, from a Galilean town, Nazareth. So if you know anything about Nazareth, it's a very poor area, up to Bethlehem in Judea, which was David's town for the census. As descendants of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiance, who was pregnant. So that's a big deal right there, right? It says, he went to Bethlehem, his fiance, who was pregnant. Think about that for a moment, right? This, it, back in the day, uh, teen moms wasn't a thing. Just, uh, just to give you a heads up, right? They didn't have MTV shows for Mary. There was, she was probably the talk of the town, and people were gossiping about her. So while they were there during this crazy time, this girl, Mary, she was nine months pregnant. Just imagine in your mind's eye, Mary was nine months pregnant. She was on back of a donkey riding on dirt roads to Bethlehem, miles away. It was not awesome, right? It was not awesome. It was an arduous journey. And it says, and it says then the time came for her to give birth. So just imagine with me, she is in full-blown labor as they're looking for a place to stay. They're not looking for a place to stay, and then she went into labor. She, they're looking for a place to stay because she's in labor. Think about that for a moment. Yeah, I, I know, uh, you know, when I've uh, seen my wife in labor, it was, uh, it was all focused on her. Just imagine, they didn't have Kaiser, right? They weren't at St. Anthony's North. They were just looking for a place, and they ended up in a cave where they kept animals. That's where they, uh, the manger actually was. If you look where in, uh, in uh, go back to where Bethlehem is and where Jesus was born, it was in a cave. It's very interesting, where animals were. It wasn't this cute moment where we see, like, the stable that we see on all the TV shows. It wasn't a stable. It was the, he was born in a cave. It was not awesome, right? Mom and dad were stuck with the animals, and she was giving birth without epidural, without a doctor, in a cave, in a manger. So that was the start of Jesus' birth. But I just want to say, let's face it. The truth is, we have all these plans about Christmas and about our lives, but let's get real. Sometimes life is crazy. I was talking to a lady today at Office Max, and she's like, this is the worst season ever. I was like, just make the copies. No, I'm just kidding. I, did. I, wasn't, I thought that. I shouldn't have thought that. I'm just a real person, right? Do you ever think that you're, you're busy and she's trying to tell you the problems she's facing? But I was like, tell me about your, your, ear, your year because I didn't want to be like, 
give me my copies and I need to go. I wanted to stop because I'm speaking. It's crazy because I'm speaking on a sermon called making space and making room for people. And I'm busy and I'm not making space or making room. So I stopped and I was like, how can I even speak this tonight where I'm not living it? So I stopped there and I asked her questions. She's like, this has been the worst season of my life. This has been a really struggling moment. And I wonder how many people in this room with me has been a struggling season this year. Or people that you know right around you, they put a smile on, but it's been a very difficult year for them. They don't have peace. Maybe you're in this room and you don't have peace. The bills are piling up. and You don't even have time off. You thought you had Christmas off, but you don't. You feel overwhelmed. And many times our emotions get the best of us. And I just think in my head, there's no more room in my life for all of this right now. Have you ever thought of that? There's no more room. God, if you're out there, I need your help. And in that same aspect, that same thought, that's when Jesus was born into our world. Into a, he wasn't born into a Four Seasons Hotel, but into a manger, into fires of life. And I was thinking about this. Even there, though there was no more room, God still made room for us. In the middle of our crazy, in the middle of the crazy moment, just maybe, just maybe even for us during this Christmas season, we can make room for others. That's my main thing. I want, I want us to be a church that makes room for others. Because I think that's what's going on in, I think that's what people are suffering most. They're not suffering in an aspect of need. They're, as, they're suffering in a way that no one really knows them. To not be known and to not be loved, I think, is the saddest place you can be. Because you can, miss, you, can have, you can miss and not have things in your life. But those two things, I think, are very, very important. So I want to ask you, in the middle of your crazy, can you make room? Intentionally push pause, purposely make room. Think about it. I love that even, even right now, don't get caught with the, the kids. I want them to be in here. I want them to be right next to you. Don't worry about them. If they're loud, they're loud. Don't worry about it. Our, my kids are loud. They just, we, just, we just give them the look, right? Like, it's like, it's, it's funny. I give them the look like, be good, be good, like, Sometimes I'm like, you don't even need to fake it in here sometimes. Just be yourself. I told my son, he was going crazy right next to me as I was playing the, the, the box. And he was being loud. And I, I brought him over and he looked at me. He was like, what is he going to say to me? And I told him, I love you so much. I'm so glad that I get to be right next to you playing this box. I wanted him to know in the middle of our crazy and in the middle of everything that I do as a pastor that he is more important than all of this. And I wonder in the same way, in the middle of our crazy, can we make sure that the people that God has right next to us is the most people, important thing in the middle of all of this? So at the end of the day, Christmas is how God made room to be with us. Say with us. That's right, with us. You're all good, Atticus. You're all good. Don't shake your head, Drake. We see you. <laughs> we see you. It's not, even in the worst of situations and the best of situations, in the busyness and in the stressfulness, God is with us. Even today, 
We can go through the motions without showing up mindfully worshiping God. We can be at Christmas service and still not be with God and not be with each other today without making true amends. We can be in this room and say God is good, and, and, but in the Bible says if, if you want to worship God, if you want to bring a gift to God and you're not right with the person next to you, get right with them first and then worship God. So Jesus changes this whole thing, and he says, it used to be that you were, you were just good with me. But when Jesus came, he says, the way you love others is the way you love me. Make room, because God is with us, and I want you to be with others. I know we can, we can have all this to-do list without the perfect, uh, you know, we can try to get the perfect present, and sometimes we're not even present, Right? We can attend the Christmas parties and run around house to house without considering how Jesus would actually want us to celebrate his life. So how about we make room this Christmas season? Make room for God, make room for people, and make room even for yourself. Basically, remembering Christmas in the middle of Christmas. So here's something we can do. Do what Jesus would do if he were you. Say that with me. Do what Jesus would do if he were you. Think about that for a moment. I think this is, this is like the modern WWJD, right? But go make cookies for your neighbor just to say hello. It's an easy time to meet your neighbor. If you don't know who your neighbor is, this is an easy way. Like, hey, I made cookies for you. And what's your name again? I know we've lived, together, lived next to you for 10 years. Invite someone who needs family to your family gatherings. And you don't need to warn them that your family gatherings are crazy. Every family gathering is crazy, right? It's just on TV that it doesn't look crazy. It's always crazy. Buy an extra present for the security guard or the receptionist at work. Or plan to serve, even on, on Christmas morning. I know Monica and Rico, they're going to go down to, uh, where, where's the area? Yeah. What? Civic Center. I go there, I don't know where it is, Civic Center, and, and pass out presents and a meal uh, to those who don't have one that, that morning. We'll be there. And so just, just be aware, during Christmas, remember Christmas, Jesus didn't talk about good news. He was good news. He was good news. He went out of his way to be good news. John 1.14 in the message says this, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I wonder if that's what we can do. We can move into the neighborhood. I don't know what you do during this time, but when, you look, when I look back on my life and I think about Jesus, I think about different people that were Jesus, uh, they, they lived out Jesus to me. They weren't, they didn't just talk about Jesus to me. They actually lived it out. Think about someone in your life that changed your life. Just think about it in your mind's eye. Just close your eyes for a moment. I think we all have one or two people who totally changed our lives and totally changed our perspective. And they showed us what the love of Jesus looked like. They made room for you. Who is that person? Who is that person? What did they do? You can open your eyes. And I'll tell you my person that really changed my life. 
And it, it, it was an odd person. It was an odd person. When I was in high school, I had a friend named Sandra Lim. Woo. All right, I'm good. I'm going to get emotional. I 100% guarantee it. Um, we, had, uh, we had birthdays one day apart, me and Sandra. Yet on her birthday, she would always invite me to go celebrate with her, right? She would invite me. She would give me an invitation to her birthday party. So I would go, and we would always go to TGI Fridays, and she would always get the baby back ribs, right? But when I, when, but when I would show up to her birthday party, she would make sure that it was both of our birthday parties. So she invited people to let everyone know that we, it was our birthday party, not hers, even though it was her birthday party because she knew that my family didn't celebrate birthdays. So she made it special for me. She made room for me. She knew it was not, it was, for me it was just another day, but yet Sandra went out of her way to celebrate me at her cost. She got me a present on her birthday. She paid for my meal on her birthday, and she made other people buy presents for me on her birthday. All on her dime, and she put it all together. And listen, Sandra didn't just believe in Jesus. She made room to live it out, even in high school. Making room might seem small, but it wasn't small for me. She's no longer with us. She passed away while giving birth a couple years ago. And she was my oldest friend. And, uh, and I remember her pr probably every couple of months I think about her, and it b brings a smile to my face. I will always remember that she made room to make me feel special when she didn't have to. I will be forever grateful for people that made room for me when they did not have to. So this is Christmas, right? What would it look like if we made room, just like Sandra made room for my life? Making room is what Jesus does. Room for the woman at the well who had a problem from going from man to man. Room for Zacchaeus, the greedy guy that no one really liked. Room for the children in the slums that Jesus brought close to him. He made room for a poor Korean kid who never celebrated birthdays. And he's making room for you today. In the book of Revelations 3.20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, he says, I will come in and, and, and eat with him and he with me. It's funny. He says, I will prepare a meal and we will eat together. You would think that he would say something differently, but he says, no, I'll just make room for you and we'll just eat together and we'll spend time together. And I believe today Jesus is at the door, knocking at your door to be with you. Maybe he's knocking. For some of you, that's not a good knock. Here, let me try this. For some of you, it's the first time Maybe Jesus, you feel Jesus knocking at the door of your life. And he's asking you just to, make, just to open the door, and he will make room for you. Maybe you feel alone today, but I don't want you to be alone. I believe that Jesus is making room right now for your life. He's knocking at the door. Wherever you are today, God is not trying to make you good. 
We think, we think, American Christians think God wants me to be good. He's not trying to make you good. He's rather just wanting to be with you. I think the fruit of our relationship might be goodness and righteousness, but that's not his primary goal for your life. His primary goal is just to be with you and dine with you and just spend time with you. He's making room. He made room. That's the hope of Christmas. Jesus came into a cave, into a messed up room, so that everyone who might have come from the lowest of the lowest to the highest of the highest could understand that he is with us and for us. And can we be like Jesus and make room for those who are messy, imperfect, in crazy circumstances? That's why Jesus actually came to this world. He didn't say, those are messed up people. He said, y'all are all messed up. But I want to be with you. I love you. Nothing will stop him from entering your life today if you just open the door to the knocking on your heart. So today, let's stand. Let's just bow our heads just for a moment. And as the worship team plays their final song we're going to light some candles we're going to turn off some lights and i just want you to sing with me silent night
Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment, Lord God. I just pray during this Christmas season, Lord God, that we just make room for people, Lord. We learn to pause to make room for you, to make room for others, and even to make room for ourselves just to stop and just stay in your peace for a moment, Lord God. We love you, and we thank you, and we honor you, and we remember you. We remember Christmas in the middle of Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. God bless you. Enjoy your Christmas, and thank you for being here. Get to, get to know the person right next to you, and enjoy your Christmas. God bless you guys.